0: What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there, sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of... This place, where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
1: Good morning, listeners. This is Jim the Keys, bartender. It is now a temperate day in the Florida Keys. Beautiful, beautiful day. Got up, did my meeting, had some breakfast with friends close friends and it was different today was different which is good because today is groundhog day and i'm going to talk a little about the holiday a little about the movie and what do we have to learn from both or either so today i go to one of my favorite meetings is kind of an attitude adjustment thing for me they call it an attitude adjustment things meeting it's a 12 my 12 step meeting i won't talk about the people that were there or anything like that but i will do i did mention groundhog day today is groundhog day now the significance of it i'm not going to go over the history of groundhog day because i'm sure it was a royal rural thing and it's very important for uh, people to um in rural, there's a lot of traditions in rural America. There was a lot of traditions, and one of the main thing is when you get ready for planting. I think, right? I would think, I would surmise, and it was very important to guess when the last frost of the year was, because if you if you planted too early, your crops could you know you start sprouting and then it freeze and then you'd have to replant or you know scrub the whole thing because seeds seeds are expensive right so they started this tradition with a groundhog I put a, I I don't understand why they call it a groundhog because it's underground most of the time the groundhog you, you you rarely see it above ground so that's why I called it a tunnel pig you know it's an underground hog an underground pig a uh, Or underground piglet, really. So that's why I call it a tunnel pig. This would be more appropriate, wouldn't it? More we call things what they are. But that thing that uh, I guess where they came across the tradition is you bring out and what they said if he saw. Wait, hold on, I'm going to. Hello? 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 Oh. Get to talk to the wife. Doing a pie. Oh, here Have to do this live, huh? Shoot. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a brief call, uh, folks. So I don't. I'm sorry, it's rude, but I figure I didn't tell her. Hello. Christ. Let me call her up again. Um. <clears throat> I'll try to do two things at once so the way the tradition came out if they saw their shadow they go back in if you look at the ground coal they come out see their shadow go back in they see the shadow it's six more weeks of winter. or which is hello i'm doing a podcast baby live is it emergency okay i love you too Okay, now we can go back. You heard that whole thing, huh? When I'm doing it live, I can't pause. I can't pause. I could. I guess I could have played music in the background, but gave you a thing to be able to hear what actually happens. So, don't see a shadow stays out. Sees a shadow, goes back in. So, mean early winter. But it doesn't say how early. What if it's, Instead of six more weeks of winter, maybe comes out and it's five weeks of winter. Does that mean you start planting now? No. I mean, it's just one of those holidays that are innocuous, and you think, well, how the hell does that determine when you're going to plant? You know, they start, I think what they did is they started seeing when animals started coming out of hibernation, you know, because you, know, bears, and every. They, they, they live underground if they When they start coming out, that could mean that spring's coming around. It's warming up. Not that you wouldn't notice anyway. And it's always... I'm sure they had historical documentation of having warm winters and all of a sudden a cold front moves through and you plant. I mean, that could be devastating. That could be devastating. But here, Groundhog Day... Developed into a holiday. Yeah, it's in the farmers' almanac, and they made a movie about it. They made a movie about it, and it's an it's an innocuous holiday. I don't quite understand. And it got bigger. I think they sustained the popularity or increased the popularity of Groundhog Day by just doing a movie. Uh, I think it was Ivan Reitman. ...directed or produced movie with Bill Murray... ...Bill Murray and one of the guys from... uh, ...oh, whoever the guy... Harold Ramis. And the theme, if you don't know the movie... ...I'll go over to it briefly. What happens is this very narcissistic weatherman... ...a Pittsburgh weatherman... ...goes with his beautiful female producer... And comic uh, cameraman to Pansatani, Pennsylvania. Where is the location of original Groundhog Day? Where they started celebrating, and they're going to film the Groundhog Day whatever celebration that they do there. And what happens is the the, the guy the the weatherman is real crass, self centered. All he wants to do is get out of town, so he, and he's not happy to be there. So he stays in a bed and breakfast. He thinks he, you know, deserves something better. And he hits on his produ- beautiful producer and makes fun of his uh, hapless uh, cameraman. And he, you know, does his thing on on Groundhog Day. Goes to sleep because they get stuck in uh, town during a blizzard. And when he wakes up, it's Groundhog Day again. And he thinks, oh, wow, I must have drank a little or something like that. And he starts walking out. He seems kind of weird. this weird deja vu thing going on. And then it keeps on happening day after day. Every time he goes to bed, he goes the the second time, he realizes something's going on. Now, in all the movie, you never know how long he does this Living the day over. It could be years. If you take the days and spend them to 365, it could be like 30, 40 years that he's stuck in an eternity on February 2nd in Punxsutawney that day. And what he starts doing in the beginning, when he realizes he's doing it, he's going to wake up. He can't, you know, he, he starts hitting on women and, and, uh, you know, doing weird things, uh, robbing uh, an armored car by knowing the timing of it, uh, doing, doing, you know, playing out his fantasies. And then he starts getting bored with that. When he starts getting bored with that, he gets world weary and stuff like that. And he tries to, he thinks, well, I've never had gotten lucky. And all the times I've relived this day over, I'm never able to overcome. The reluctance of his beautiful producer from going out with him. So he spends a lot of time trying to get her to like him. To like him, yeah, and just doing everything. And he's faking it. He's faking it. He's trying to do all the things that he thinks she would like, right? But he really doesn't change inside. He's still the same person. He just wants to get lucky with this one person, have sex with this one person. Because that's all he can have. He can't have much of a relationship because he has to start the day over every day on February 2nd. He'd have to win her back every day. And then after a while, he realized how pointless life is because he's reliving the same day over. Then he decides, he goes kind of nuts, I'm going to give away the whole movie. But if you didn't see it, too bad. Well, I'm not going to give away the end. Though you may be able to guess it. He steals a groundhog and kills him and his groundhog day by driving off the side of a cliff. But he wakes up the next day. He jumps off a building. He electrocutes himself in a bathtub. He does. He walks in front of a truck, and he's still there the next day. So he's doing that, and he's getting more and more depressed when he's living this day. And finally, he doesn't. The producer goes and has breakfast with him because he seems depressed, and she goes. He tells her about what's happening to him. And she goes, well, wouldn't that be, that could be an opportunity, could be a blessing. And she goes, and he goes, well, how? And he goes, boy, you're positive and all this stuff. And he turns out and she opens his eyes. Says, you know, the day doesn't change. She doesn't say that. The day doesn't change. The day doesn't have to change, but you can Change. And that's what the theme of the movie becomes after that. About real change from within. And he starts taking piano lessons, learns the Heimlich maneuver, and all more stuff about that. Uh, he, he he starts noticing things that are going wrong for people, and he kind of uh, preempts the activity. A kid falling out of a tree, he realizes a kid fell out of a tree, he runs to catch the kid that falls out of a tree every day, he stops the guy from choking, he does... Uh, tries to help a homeless man who who uh, was who ends up dying that day and but every day he does die because he was dying up to that point and him doing everything that day to try to change someone else's life really doesn't work he, he, he realized in that instant that him trying multiple times to save this homeless man, by feeding him, by giving him someplace warm and all this stuff to perform his CPR and stuff, he's not able to save the guy. And he think, wow, you know, but he's still on his path. He's still on his path for changing, every day being the same. And life can feel that way. Because of the way we track. When I say we track, we have the same job, we have the same homes, we have the same friends, we have the same habits. We have the same bodies. And on top of it, it's worse than Groundhog Day. It's not the same. Your bodies don't stay the same. They start falling apart. So you've got everything staying the same and your, your body's changing. Bo- everything staying and changing, and your body's changing. So what can you do when you're stuck in that conundrum of the same thing? And... The thing I learned and I didn't realize I learned was in order to be happy, at least for me, I had to change. I was doing everything the same way. I was, if it may not have been every day, it may not have been every week or every month, but it was every year. I drank heavily, got in multiple relationships, I, I had the wherewithal, the the amount of surface charm to be able to attract a mate. But I did not have the stamina or discipline to maintain a relationship. And because I was kind of ashamed about the things I was doing, drinking and behaving and the disloyalty, that I kept on this living this kind of thing where I'm kind of, well, might as well drink again. But I wasn't thinking that I had a problem. And it was back in 2007 when I had moved down here. It was three months. I had established a new life in Key Largo from Philadelphia. Got separated. identifying myself as a bartender. Was working out a lot. Taking care of myself. Making friends. Dating a beautiful woman. I had a great time. But... I was still living the same life over and over in a different place. Bill Murray's character was stuck in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. But it wasn't, it didn't have to be Punxsutawney. He could have been in Pittsburgh, he put have in Punxsutawney, Philly, New York, Chicago. It was the way he was living his life that repeated itself. They really couldn't do that. I mean, it'd be hard to show in a montage, that would be a good movie that Yeah, you could be living the same day over in different places. People try to change things, though, by moving like, yeah, I live in, and it it could work. A location change could work if you have a lot of triggers at the area that you live in, right? If you're living in a town with a lot of bars and you move out to a place, a rural area, the bars are far away. You know, you're going to have to, you know, re-evaluate your personal time. And, but for me, I'm going to get back. I moved to Key Largo. I was doing the same thing. I was maintaining the same drinking habits that I had. And I re- didn't realize it was such a huge problem. I knew I knew it was a problem. Now this is the nuanced thing. I knew my drinking was a problem, but at one until I was 44 years old, I didn't realize it was so much of a factor in my life. So let me repeat that. I knew the bouts of drinking and stuff were bad. I thought they were momentarily uh, interruptions or inconveniences. I didn't realize that was a constant in my life. The same thing I did was my relationship to alcohol. And I'm not teaching, I'm not preaching uh, sobriety or anything like that. I'm preaching change. Any change. People die when they think everything's going to be the same and nothing will change. They die from despair, sickness, or health. They do, even worse. Sometimes they even take their own lives when they think that nothing will change. That it is a constant cycle of unhappiness and things and things do change but they don't change as greatly unless they change from within and we hear that all the time in like buddhism uh christianity i'm sure judaism in the inner life is where most things happen Activity wise, the outer life does. And it can influence, they can influence each other. The behaviors that you have outside can influence your behavior or your thinking inside, and vice versa. Vice versa. Like if you're thinking of one thing, then there's a, a good act, a good chance you might act on it. Or if you act on one thing, it's a good thing you may think about it. Like me getting up in the morning, dragging my ass out of bed, and going to a 7 o'clock meeting uh, is an act of will. And it's a physical act. And coming in and sharing and doing all those things, that's a mental, uh, a mental act. When I say act, I'm not acting. I mean I'm performing, acting, verb. And... And that's where actual things happen. We always think that the same thing, you, your work, you go into work, and you think, uh, there's another movie called Total Recall. Science fiction movie. And what it is, it's in the future, and I'm going to get into the theme to it, but instead of just going on vacation, what they would do is implant a memory of a vacation so you don't have to go on a vacation it's cheaper than going on a vacation and you do uh, high energy high risk activities in your in your mind and you you will have you it will be playing in your mind as if it had, it had happened as if it has happened and i would think i would think that you there are people out there that already do that that already think things have already happened when they haven't. But having memories of something that happened or didn't happen doesn't really matter if you think that they happened. And those memories influence the way we behave. Those memories influence the way we behave. And for me, it was like not trying to um, I, I, I'd initially be ashamed of my behavior from drinking, and then I'd drink to cover up the memories of the shame and try to recreate new memories of fun times, meeting some, you know, always thinking that the, my dream of when I was going out, my dream day out, my dream day out drinking, is that go out drinking, i meet an extraordinary woman, have a physical relationship with her, and then... That was it. It was a 24-hour thing. That was it. I wasn't thinking about the next day. I was thinking about right then. And then I realized every so often that would happen. Every so often that would happen. It wasn't a rarity for me, but it would happen. But in the long run, nothing really good came of that. Nothing good came of that. I just lived... Uh, like that and then every so often I would overdo it and then I had to, to cover that up as soon as I stopped doing that that, that created a, a big opportunity for me to change and then I became a fitness instructor and started saying oh I got to do some businesses I need, to, I need to create some businesses I got to create opportunity for myself that's what I need to do create opportunity and you know what it would be I'm thinking in my head while I'm doing all these other things I'm thinking it'd be nice to give back too And it would be good for my image and my self-image. So I did those things. And all those things, all those activities, doing things different that are kind of counter, that were kind of counter to my interior life. My interior life, the way I really enjoy to live my life is a one of laziness. I was born, and still am, a couch potato. And and the television, the computer, the smartphone, all those things vie in competition with real life. So I'll go and seek things all the time, experiences on television, on the the internet, on smartphone, discussions videos, news, history, reading, instead of just going out and directly experiencing them. And I realize when I directly experience them, there's a balance. I, obviously, if there wasn't a balance, I, I would just give up the podcasting thing. I do spend, I spend an inordinate, inordinate, I almost say it's like, like, inordinate an ornament. Inordinate amount of time checking on my geolocations of my downloads of the podcast. When I can just do that once a day, once every other day, and thank that, thank thank the listeners in that area. And that would serve its purpose. Same thing with entertainment. There's only a couple of shows I really enjoy watching. Only a couple. People ask me all the time at work. They go, you do all these things. And I say, well, you know, some weeks I only do a couple hours of the notary thing. I only do a couple hours of the spin instructing. And I do about six hours of the podcasting. But a lot of those other things I mentioned, they hear work. People hear it as work. And I hear it as activity. My spin instructor, I'm working out. My podcast, I'm working out my thoughts. Um... Uh, the notary thing, I'm working, I'm working then, but it's kind of it's not that often, so it's kind of interesting. I love going there, going to someone's house, doing a loan document, doing a um, performing a wedding ceremony, being a significant part of someone's life. Playing a significant part in someone's life for just a half hour and getting paid for it is incredible to me. It's incredible. When, I mean, is that egotism and stuff like that? Maybe I need to change that too, because I always feel a boost in my self worth when I gain significance in someone's life, and a good significance. I didn't get a chance to uh, say it, but it's part of it, it. Goes with the Groundhog Day thing. Uh, several months ago, more than several months ago, or. It could have been a year ago. It's funny how time perception changed with COVID, at least for me. There was a local person and they came in intoxicated into, I was just sharing this with my friends. I didn't say who it was and because there's a lot of people that are intoxicated, they wouldn't know who it was either. But this was over a year ago. He's not well known, blah, 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 blah. And they came in intoxicated and I said, I can't serve you. And they, but they looked very unhappy. And they told me this story, that, uh, a little about their story. And, but the person had a, such a hard time speaking because how intoxicated it It turned out they lived like five, six, um, you know, just really like a couple minutes away, walking distance, a couple minutes walking. And that's dangerously close to your drinking, uh, drinking hall of choice, watering hall of choice. That is dangerously close. Only thing worse is living above it in an apartment, maybe. So this person was coming in. They were going over a loss in a relationship and things like that. And I just talked to him. I said, this isn't going to help. This isn't going to make you feel better. I know what I I speak of because I'm just like you. Uh, I didn't necessarily do that. When someone broke up with me, I go and seek new experiences. Like... Bill Murray did in the beginning of the movie, create new experiences. If I'm not happy with the experience I'm having now, I'm going to create a new experience by meeting someone different and a, maybe a beautiful woman having sex with her or having a conversation with someone, mainly revolved around drinking having sex with somebody, some woman. So that's how I was doing my experience. And I realized the greatest experience that any change I needed to perform was something inside. I told I, I didn't really get the chance to enunciate to this person, but I said, you know, the thing I changed about myself was I was able to look at a horrible incident in my life, my separation and moving down here and stuff like that, and a failure. I was able to look at a failure in my life as a source of victory. Not that I'm not poo-pooing my relationship. What I'm saying is the change I did afterwards because I realized I was just on a treadmill. I was on a treadmill. And I told this guy that and he's like this and I don't think he's getting through to it. I say, I'm not gonna serve you if you're coming in like this, I'm not gonna serve you because I'm afraid of what you might do afterwards. Walking. You're gonna hurt yourself walking, falling on your face and you know and and things like that. When there there's there are people that get that drunk, you think, How do they even walk? How do they even Put the key in the door. And I've done it. I've done it. I put the key in the wrong door. I got it stuck. I lost my keys. And I had to break down my, I broke down my own door. My roommate got so pissed off. I mean, there's millions of stories like that. Millions. Literally lots of stories like that. So two weeks ago, I get a call and the person says, you don't remember me. This is so-and-so. But you spoke to me when I was going through some trouble a year ago and you, I want you to know you really helped me out now I thought he was referring to him having a drinking problem and that's what I assumed for two weeks and then the other night the person's driving down the road in a truck and they stop near my house but not exactly the next door and I think oh is he going to stop and knock on the door and say hello or something like that And he goes to the bed of the truck, opens up a cooler, and grabs a beer. And I thought to myself, I guess he was just talking about getting through that time in his life. Because, you know, grabbing a beer. And people say, how did you know it was a beer from your cooler? Well, rarely do people stop their car two blocks from their house. Either leaving or... I mean, imagine they're leaving maybe. And grab a soda, a bottle of soda that looks like a beer from a cooler and then bring it into the cab of their truck. I don't know if that person I was talking of is reliving the same day. I know I'm not. I know I'm not because there's one thing that kept on repeating things for me and kept on doing I wasn't able to make the right decisions because I was always spending a significant part of my energy uh, doing damage control I still spend some of my energy doing damage control because you're never perfect you're never you're never done you're never done I'm never done let's say I'm never done working on myself. And there's always things that keep coming up. And it's not necessarily whack a all because they keep on coming up. Sometimes you whack one thing down and it stays down for good. Like smoking. I, mean, I picked up a cigarette in over 11 years. And, or yeah, 11, 12 years, 12, 13, maybe 13 years. But other things, like I did drink again, I was seven years sober. And in 2014, I picked up again. I had changed. And, and those five years I drank, I ruined it. I ruined, uh, I ruined my, not my life. I ruined my drinking experiences by being sober seven years before. Because I always in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I didn't, for seven years, I didn't do this. I didn't have to worry about getting sober before I went and picked up my nine-year-old daughter from school. Or getting sober before I go to work. Or drink when I was at work. Uh, Luckily, I wasn't doing the other things I did when I drank before. And before I was married. The, the, The running around. I did a lot of running around before. And that could be, re- I, I worry about those things coming back and those behaviors if I'm not comfortable because there's such a, an attraction to being able to do that. Not necessarily drink, but be able to do the run around, the new experiences. The new experiences. That's the thing in relationships sometimes. We think about how exciting a relationship is in the beginning is because it's so new the person doesn't know all the horrible things about you the person you're with knows all those things about you they know all the, the the dirty things you've done and all the 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 darker parts of your personality and and not being always up and perfect you know because we present the way most people present themselves most people some people don't present their best thing forward and they get they can say some people and say, well at least that person's truthful. They're just showing who they are. Right? But it's it's also endemic, meaning they they pretty much resign to being that way. Where the rest of us, at least when you're being polite holding the door, you're not always the person that cuts someone off when you're on the highway, not letting someone in. Two different things, but they don't know who you are and you know, behavior, it's that Groundhog Day thing again. So, I live today on this Groundhog Day as a remembrance that yesterday is not like today. It could have been like today. It could have been. I mean, today could have been like yesterday. If I did the things That I did before and thought the things I thought before. And thought, well, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I am. And it's a bugaboo for us sometimes, right? Life's the same. I'm the same. No, you're not. We're always changing. We are always changing. Imperceptibly. Imperceptibly changing. We are always, no matter what we think every day being the same, Every day is different. You can make it even more different by just the experience of changing yourself. Small things. If you are a couch person, get up and walk. If you're a phone person, write a text or write a note. Send something the mail. Who gets a letter nowadays? Who gets a letter? You know, when someone puts a letter in, whenever you see a World War, World War II documentary or Civil War documentary or anything like that, comedians make jokes about how how well written, how good, look at it, I, mean, I think I'm really uh, illustrating the difficulty, but how, how people were able to put their voices forward in a unique and correct way to make themselves understood Where we have all the time in the world to do it. And sometimes we can't make ourselves understood. But they... um, If you listen to uh, a letter written during the Civil War, you think, holy crap, did Walt Whitman write this? No. It was Lance Corporal Davenport from Michigan writing to his girlfriend. You know? guy has an eighth grade education beautiful handwriting and he writes five page letters look at how much you can get done without any TV and radio and shit like that and that's you know that's what they had time to do you either that you hang out with your the, guy, the guys and so do, doing things different cleaning your uh, there's another thing too if you everything's the same let's say you live in, in uh, disarray disorganized a small little trick is organize your sock drawer first. Then go to take all your clothes out, refold it, wash it, clean the kitchen, clean your, clean your work area. All It's a small thing. You build a habit. Go to the gym, build a new habit. Change the way you think of someone before you react sometimes. It's something that would explode, stop yourself, take 10 seconds, do a little breathing, and see if you act a little and you you might be able to affect a change and you go and say wow my life is different I'm not guaranteed it would be better but it would be different and that different is good sometimes difference is very good that's why people get in these new relationships and all that stuff sometimes but that's on another show we'll talk about. I'd like to thank you for listening. i like to thank all the downloads from Michigan. All my friends in Michigan, thank you. Pennsylvania, uh, New York, Florida, uh, all over Florida, thank you for the downloads. We need some more downloads. We're going to go for a million downloads. I know we have a lot of people listening uh, streaming. I appreciate that too. I do appreciate. The more downloads, the more stream, The more streams, the more downloads, the more uh, attraction we get from uh, sponsors and Maybe I, I would be looking for unique sponsors. I'm not embarrassed by anybody necessarily, as long as not morally reprehensible. You know, I don't want to do anything that's morally reprehensible or things like that. But you'd be surprised at the things I would. Uh, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. You know, you say, you know, you might say, oh, I'm surprised Jim took sponsorship money from Adam and Eve. I think, or Eve, or whatever, that adult um, marital aid or sex toy thing. Or some people may say, I'm not surprised. Jim's a fucking freak. No, but I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, Please keep up the downloads. Uh, Have a good week. It's only halfway through, and and you guys are doing great. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Um, I'd like to say uh, get well to my friends up In in Pennsylvania, Desiree, Brian, uh, take care. We're thinking of you. And uh, my friends all over, Uh, George, Diana, um, gosh, Bob, Kermit, everyone have a good day. And this is Jim, the Keys bartender, signing off, wishing all the best for you. Make it different today.
0: you know what people see when they google you search engines don't always get it right and when they're wrong it's your reputation on the line so what do you do when you don't agree with your search results We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905.